Hello, my name is Sheila and I would like to welcome you to my podcast All About You. I love to listen to podcasts and especially conversations with famous people. However, I think everyone has a story to tell. Maybe a place you have visited, a hobby you enjoy or anything that you feel would be of interest. I want to have conversations with lots of different people and hear their stories. So if you have a story to tell, please contact me on my email allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com. Welcome to the All About You podcast. When I thought about starting the podcast, I created a wish list of guests and topics. And today I am very happy to be ticking off one of those topics. I remember many years ago as a teenager working as a volunteer in a hospital and seeing the patients listening to and talking about the hospital radio station and the joy it gave them in often what could be a very difficult time. So in this podcast, I want to shine the light on the great work hospital radio volunteers to do. And my guest today is Paul Stanley from Birmingham Hospital Radio. So Paul, welcome to the All About You podcast. Hi Sheila, thank you for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. So Paul, can you tell us how did you first get involved with hospital radio? How did you even know it existed? Well, I didn't really know it existed until my wife seen an advert for um, uh, volunteer presenters and uh, she pointed it out to me. Radio has been something that I've always wanted to do, to do, but never got into. And that goes back to when I was about 11 years old, listening to radio in my bedroom and recording shows, uh, things like that. And Just amazing, really, that I got into it through my wife. So seeing an advert in the paper for volunteers to work on hospital radio. So what was the process then? You, you phoned them? It was an email, sent, sent an email to them. Uh, within about five, five days, they got back to me uh, asking me to come in. Um, I sent them a lovely email about what I do because previously I'd done uh, a DJing for parties, family parties and things like that. So maybe that helped me a little bit, actually being involved with music. And that, that carried on. I went into the studio. I had, an, I had a meeting, like an interview. And I was really shocked at the time. Dave, technical controller uh, of the station, he interviewed me. I didn't know him at all. Uh, and he took, he took my a voice recording. I was shocked at that because I thought we'd just have, have a little chat. <laughs> so we went into the studio. Um, recorded it and he said we'll be in touch and I said okay within a couple of days he was in touch offering me to go in for a show and oh. uh, to um, shadow the former presenter that was leaving uh, watch everything that he did uh, and go around the wards which was amazing and a real eye-opener for me every, every week he met me then we did the show together. I just sat there listening to him, how he presented it, the controls, everything like that. Eventually, it was time to go on my own. And what was that like, your very first show without a safety net? Very nervous, trying to sound relaxed. But, uh, you know, it's 
you just imagine everybody listening to you. But as the time went on, it, it got better for me. I got more relaxed with it. Uh, and meeting the patients was the one for me, knowing that they're, you're going to play their song and make them happy. So, you know, it's just an amazing thing to do. So let's just backtrack a minute. Okay, so you did DJing for family parties. Yeah. So how did all that start? Because to me, that seems the perfect training ground for doing the hospital radio. So how did you get into being the family DJ? I started when I was about 14, 15, uh, helping um, the local local, um, DJ at a sports club that we was at. I was so interested in it, and I used to go up, spend about an hour, two hours with him, and then go home because I was only I was younger than, you know, I wasn't out, out at all. And, um, and then when I was about 17, I st- well, I started to get my own equipment together with the help of my mum and dad. I've been very lucky with that, obviously. And um, they set me up, and uh, eventually I went on my own doing that. I've done weddings, birthdays, everything like that. And it's just been amazing up until the pandemic. That's when I stopped DJing, obviously. But in between that, I was doing the radio like later on because I've been in radio for about three years now, doing hospital radio. So you've got a full-time job as well, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that, was, that was more part-time doing the um, DJing. My full-time job is a uh, is gardener. Okay, so you've got a gardening job, doing the DJ plus doing the volunteer radio. Yeah. Well, you're certainly not one for sitting on the sofa watching Netflix, are you? No. <laughs> 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 so the DJing then was a perfect training ground for the hospital radio. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Can I ask, Paul, were you, you were obviously DJing back in the day when it was actual records on a turntable? Yeah, yeah. Not everything just plumbed into a MacBook like it is these days. No. Proper DJing. Yeah. 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 Cue up the record. <laughs> and were you one of these DJs that nobody could ever understand what they were saying? Well, it's a funny thing because I never used to talk. Uh, I was quite shy back then. I used to really struggle talking. I used to say hello and announcements and things, but never had the real chitter chatter at the t- at the start when I was I younger. I believe that. But now uh, it's, it's come <laughs> out. But you know, it's it's very. Uh, it was very strange. I couldn't do it. it. I don't know. I was scared, I suppose. Because I think it can be quite intimidating. You know, if you've got a room full of two hundred people at a wedding or something. And it's often the DJ who's got to get everybody up, prize them away from their G&T and their chair and get them on the dance floor. Yeah. And you've, you've got a wide range of people normally at a wedding particularly, so it's sort of getting the, the floor fillers. Yeah, yeah. I always aim for the women, uh, to get the women up dancing, because you know then the men will follow later. That's why. Absolutely. That's a very good tactic. Get the girls dancing around their yeah. handbag as we did back in the day. Ah, oh, see, there's a lot of psychology involved with being a DJ then. Get the ladies on the dance floor. They're quite happy to dance in a group. And then you say, then the men will follow. When, when they've had a few beers and a bit of Dutch courage, 
yeah. they'll, uh, they'll follow the ladies. Yeah. So that was obviously a great training ground. If you can, if you can uh, corral a wedding and get everyone on the dance floor, you can probably conquer Everest, I think. Yeah. So you then had your tryout for the hospital radio and you had the interview and they did the voice check and everything. You shadowed the DJ who was leaving and then you were left to your own devices. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Well, what can I say? I had to go around the wards on my own um, collecting the requests, speaking to the patients, speaking to the nurses, and it was the same hospital every week that I, I visited. Uh, so you get to know the nurses on the shift and, you know, you, you get to know people more. Um, so it was a lovely atmosphere going into the um, going into the wards, something that I have moved on from the, the um, requests, as in going to the wards, because I do my own show now as, as two hours. I do like to cover for request shows because they're at the heart of the hospital radio. Those patients, your listeners, they're listening to you. So it's so important that you listen. Yeah, you, know, you, you listen to them when they're talking. And I can spend half an hour with one patient sometimes talking to them, uh, which is because some of them might not even have a friend. You know, they might not have anybody, and you might be their only friend, and you're talking to them. Um, and talking about music and, you know, it's just a lovely, lovely thing. And you go to the wards, you get the requests, you write down their name and what they, a little bit about them if they want to talk about themselves. You go home, you have a little book and you write down everything that they've said to you uh, and you re reorder it all for your show because it was an hour show, um, which is a lot when you start because that hour does go by quickly, but it's kind of enough. To, to you know two hours at the time I don't think I could have done it now I can it's very good it's good I love it I love doing it music can be so emotional it can remind you of times in your life places occasions so if someone is in hospital and maybe quite poorly for them to have music played that is special to them with the dedication or they're dedicating it to some of their friends and family, etc. I mean, that must be such an injection of something wonderful for them when they're maybe not feeling their best. Yeah, it is. It makes me happy. I mean, I've left, I've never said this, but I've, I've left the ward sometimes very emotional with the stories that you hear. Because everybody's got a different life and, you know, come through different things. So it, it's really important to uh, listen to the patients. So important. One, one of the questions I was going to ask you is what do you get out of it personally? I mean, I can see just from the, the small chat we've had already, you, you are just so enthusiastic about it. You know, you, you, you just love it. I can tell that. But what difference has it made to you as a person in, and in your life? It's made me realise I am really a community person. Uh, I'm a people person, definitely. Uh, I mean, perhaps I was before, but I never really knew it. And doing hospital radio has really brought that out to me uh, as a person. I do hope that I am bringing joy to that person on the ward 
or the nurse that's worked a really hard shift because we take requests from them as well to have us on listening it's amazing it really is oh that's really lovely so paul how does it work with the music i mean back in the the day of djing at the weddings you were putting on the vinyl obviously yeah. that's all moved on a bit so how do you deal with the music in the studio now well we still have vinyl uh, we have a turntable where you, you can still play the record if you want to we have a massive backlog of records massive huge library for the new presenters and um, mainly a lot of people now it's either cd still or the music is in the system called myriad and uh, we put it on there I don't know, millions of songs on there. <laughs> and you just type it in, in a search engine, and it'll come up. All the songs or all the artists that you want, if you want Elvis, Elvis, poof, all the Elvis songs come up. And you just drag and drop, basically, and get ready to play it. So you're creating sort of a playlist for the show from all the requests that you've had. Yeah, yeah. Then between the songs you're doing the the dedications and the introduction and and talking about the patient yeah we have to do the news as well on the hour you have to time it you have to work it out because you have to get all those songs in that hour and you've also you know you've got your, your jingles to play any sponsorship um uh, jingles to play as well because sometimes the shows get sponsored so you have to make sure you play those at the right time and it's very timed. You have to make it sound, hopefully, and hopefully it does come out across relaxed and joyous to the listener. Oh, so there's quite a few moving parts then that you need to control with jingles and the news and time checks, etc., etc. Yeah. So I was having a little route around the website for Birmingham Hospital Radio, and I found a little story about a lady called Mary Sandal. So can you tell us the story? <laughs> well, um, I met Mary a few years ago because she, she can't come out of a house. Um, she's um, in her bed uh, now uh, as she's got older. Mary's been um, involved with BHBN Radio for many, many years, and she's done her own shows on there as well. Uh, she'd also been on the Jonathan Ross show which was quite amazing, uh, as the eldest DJ in, in the UK. Oh, my God, that's brilliant. Yeah, she featured on there. Um, so that's quite amazing for the station as well, you know, to get a bit of a profile, <laughs> BHBN. Uh, but, yeah, so um, but Mary's a lovely person. I have her on my show now on a Friday morning, and she picks two of her, her favourite songs. And they can be anything from her, you know, her life. She just picks two random ones, and I have a chat with her live on air, and we play the song, which is a lovely, lovely thing. We phone her, and uh, I have a chat off air, and then we go live on air. And that's still quite nice to do because she's, uh, you know, she's at home, she has carers in, and uh, yeah, it's lovely. She's a lovely lady as well. Wow, so she's still involved, has a regular morning slot on a Fridays on your show. Yes. Yeah. So the other thing I discovered on the website is internet radio is for care homes. Uh, yeah. What we've done is, as a, as a station, we've um, 
we've, we're reaching out. Into, we, had a, we had a rebrand last year during the pandemic. We're called BHBN Radio now. We were called BHBN Hospital Radio. But having, we've still got Hospital Radio in the BHBN. So we thought BHBN Radio, and we've gone for more trying to reach out to the community. And one of the uh, things that we have come up with is offering um, a free internet radio uh, to the care home uh, for, for the elderly, you know, for the residents to listen to our shows. And what we're trying to do now is get the requests from the residents. So we do sort of like what we do at the hospitals, but we're going to do it for the care homes. And it's going really well at the moment. We're doing really well with it. It's such a brilliant idea. It's really good. We don't have to, they don't have to have the radio because they can listen on their smart speaker because you can get us on there. So if they've got that, uh, they can still listen to it and uh, still make their requests, which is going pretty well. Very well. Yeah, it's good. Radio in the hospital is is such an important thing for older people. I mean, I guess younger people that go into hospital, they've got their phones and They've downloaded everything if they know they're going to be in for a couple of days. For older people, that's a bit different. You know, they're maybe not into the technology as such. But to have the hospital radio, somebody coming round, talking to them and getting the requests, listening to the requests going out, I I think that is just fantastic. Yeah, and we do get um, younger people as well. I don't know if it's a surprise, but uh, a lot of them like to have their name read out and, you know, uh, you chat to them off air and you get the full story. Some of the things we don't actually put on live on the, on the, on the radio, but, you know, you just say that they're poorly or, or something like that, but um, to have a nice little conversation, but you're watching your song uh, going down and you're thinking, oh, we're going to end the conversation with it. <laughs> but you, you put that song on and they're you know, Sometimes they phone back and say thank you very much. You know, it's it's lovely, lovely environment to be in. So, how many volunteers do you have at Birmingham Home Hospital Radio, more or less? More, more, and there is a waiting list for what wants to be presenters to come onto the um, station itself as well. People are really getting into it more now. I think so, especially during the pandemic. Uh, you know, radio has really, um, I think, helped people more. It's really come to the forefront. In the pandemic, obviously, we were all, you know, captive at home for a long period of time. Here in Valencia, it was 12 weeks um, for us. You did spend a lot more time listening to radio programmes or podcasts because you didn't want to sit in front of the TV morning, noon and night. So, Whereas you may not have listened to the radio as much, I think we did that so that we could still do other things and keep ourselves sort of entertained. So from the pandemic then, you're getting more and more people who want to volunteer for hospital radio. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But obviously we can only have so many many people at the moment in the studio. Well, we can only have one person at a time because of COVID. And we leave. We have um, automation, which we play music one, two hours. Uh, we have to be really strict, clean in the studio as well. There are rules. We all know how to do that. Clean handles, everything like that. Anything you've touched, you've got to clean it down afterwards. So we can't have any, many more than one, possibly two. It's touching, but one presenter at a time. 
but you managed to keep going all the way through the pandemic with the hospital radio. Yeah, yeah. Because it was more important than ever, I'm sure, during that time. Definitely, definitely. Um, Because we all got a bit scared at the beginning, as in going into the hospital, obviously worrying about people, you know, extra people going in. Well, we shouldn't be going in. Uh, So we stayed away, uh, but we did our shows from home. Some presenters are still presenting from home, and they're quite happy to do that. And they're brilliant shows, and the quality is so good, really good. It is difficult to do it for – I found it difficult to do it from home. I did it for a couple of months, uh, one show a week, two hours, uh, recording from my bedroom. You know, I just changed everything around, and I had the equipment, luckily, as well to do it, which was great. You know, as time's gone on, I've gone back live. Uh, Other presenters have gone back live. We've been very lucky to get our jabs as well. So to to go, you know, and it's made, I don't know, it's just, it's helped. It's really helped. So you must have met some real characters that when you've gone round and and been talking to people. So we won't mention any names, but what about some of these characters? Oh, uh, yeah, some of them are... They tell you jokes and uh, things and uh, they play you up. They do play you up. <laughs> well, uh, nothing to do but hopefully recover and, and uh, enjoy being looked after in hospital. So for someone to come round and have a chat, yes, they're definitely up for that. Yeah, and some of them, they want to give you about three or four requests. They go, oh, can you play this thing? Can you play that? Can you play this? And you're like... I can only get about 10 songs in the show. <laughs> and each song is accompanied by a story. Yeah, yeah, you, you write a little bit about them. Uh, we don't mention second names on the radio. This is a security thing. They, they know, because you, I tell them a time normally, I say, well, your song will be about about 10 past seven uh, in the evening. We'll play it then. Okay, she said, I'll be listening. Or sure, yeah, they say, oh, I'll be listening. Yeah, and sometimes you go back to the ward again the next week and the same person is still there. And they said, oh, I listened to my request. Thanks very much. And, you oh, know, it must be so lovely when you see them and the request has gone out on the show. I mean, that Yeah, must- yeah. but sometimes you go back and it's a different person and you're like, oh, I hope that person's all right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's good fun. It really is. Hospital radio, I guess, unless you are in hospital staying in hospital a lot of people are probably not aware of it I remember when I was a volunteer at the hospital I didn't know anything about hospital radio and the patients were talking to me and I just thought my god what an amazing thing to do yeah and I put it on my wish list and put a, a message out on Facebook and your little smiley face came up and I thought oh he looks like the one he's the one <laughs> if we put the boot on the other foot now if i gave you three requests okay so if you had to think of three songs you would like to have played and i want the story that goes with each of those songs right <laughs> okay and i'm not going to give you too long to think about it either No pressure, no pressure. Are you choosing the songs? Yes. Okay. So what's your first song that you would like to have played? Yes, your first request. What song would you like to have played and why? The first song, Keen, 
where only we know. Uh, that's that's my that's how my mine and my wife's wedding song. Oh. Whatever radio station, if it ever comes on, we go. Oh. Because <laughs> it pays you back to that day. My second song will probably be Stereophonics because they're my favourite band. Okay. Seen them many times. Um, just because I love all, I love Kelly Jones, I love his songs. And the third. Hang on, but what song from Stereophonic? Oh, um, probably Just Looking. Just Looking. It's called. Oh, that's the name of the song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, I thought you were looking at the screen. Stereophonic's <laughs> 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 Just Looking. <laughs> radio DJ and I'm not. That, that, that was the first time I seen them. <laughs> and I'm certainly not going to edit this out because I've been. <laughs> I'm just waiting patiently while you were looking on your screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, come on, pull it together. What's your third song? My third song. Oh. Uh, Pet Shop Boys. Oh, love the Pet Shop Boys. Which song? Always on my mind. Oh, yes, yes. So you're spanning quite a wide genre of music there, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, my favourite is um, genre is 80s. Right, yeah, me too. 80s music. Yeah, disco, uh, yeah, love it. Which on my show, I do an, an hour of 80s every Sunday night uh, because I just love that I love that era uh, it's how where I grew you know it's how I grew up with listening to 80s music late 70s 80s and uh, I just love it <laughs> well that's it the thing is with, with music from the era you were growing up you can pinpoint your friends where you live what you were doing at school that type of things yeah yeah so, Paul, if you could have any guest on your radio show, who would you have and why? Oh, uh, it would be Kylie. <gasps> Kylie Minogue? Yeah. I knew we were going to get on well. I knew we were get on well. <laughs> Kylie, she is just a goddess, isn't she? Yeah. Love the Kylie mood. So have you seen Kylie in concert? Yeah, a couple of times I've seen oh. her couple of times which yeah. concerts did you go to um did you see the showgirl tour no it was the uh, uh can't get you out of my head it was that um tour when she came back uh and i can't remember what it's called oh right i must admit i've got all the dvds and that's not very good i can't think which one it was recently i seen her at hyde park amazing um and jason donovan came on so that was quite good Ah, well, they had a bit of a thing, didn't they? While they were filming Neighbours, they were actually an item. Yeah. But I don't think it ended that well, did it? I don't yeah. think they... Um, maybe they still exchange Christmas cards, but I don't think they're that friendly. So what do you think about Carly? Do you think she's going to get married to the um, to Paul? The, the, is he the editor of GQ magazine, or are they already married? I think they're already married. Do you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Secret, secret wedding. I think they would have done it in secret. But Kylie completed her last album, Disco, 
in her flat. And yeah. basically the producers were, I, I assume she ordered all the gear and they were showing her or telling her over the phone how to set it all up. And she said, I was there, you know, with a duvet over my head in the cupboard. And that's how she finished her album. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Kylie Minogue. So, okay, imagine Kylie's in the studio with you. What are you going to ask Kylie? <laughs> um, off the cuff, probably. Uh, I'd have to ask her how it all started for her, talk about her acting days when she was younger, and then obviously moving on through her career. I'd actually like to know if I Should Be So Lucky was recorded while she waited outside the studio. <laughs> The day she turned up. Did you hear that story? I I heard the story because she went to see, was it Pete Waterman? Yeah. And he he kept sort of passing her off. No, 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 I'll, I'll see her, I'll see her. Yeah. Yeah, I did hear that story. And then, as they say, the rest is history. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow, so Kylie Minogue. Okay, so... What question should I have asked you about hospital radio and being a volunteer, the patients, how it all works? What things should I have asked you? I think you've asked quite a few, really, some really good questions, to be fair. Oh, thank um, you. Really good and um, covering it. Um, I don't know. You've really stumped me. I think we're good with the questions. Would you encourage other people to get involved in hospital radio? Most definitely. I mean, I although I present on there, I also I am in the background promoting the, the magazines that we do, we publish, and getting them around for the for the for the charity itself, you know. And, uh, I like to do all the background stuff as well, as well as present. So I think that helps I me. Mean, that's been an eye opener doing that, and uh, I love. I love the responsibility of doing it as well. It really helps me. So there are lots of things people can do in respect of a volunteer for their local hospital. So if they just get in touch yeah. and say, because often we hear about um, maybe there's a library service in a hospital or you help run the shop or maybe visit patients. But I think, as you say, if there's a radio station, there's obviously a lot of background work as well. There's a lot of work behind the scenes. And we do, uh, before the pandemic, we did uh, Birmingham Fun Run. And we're involved in that. And we have a big bus. We're on there. And we're cheering on all the uh, all the runners for the day, uh, playing songs uh, for them and, you know, requests. And going to interview the, um, the families of the runners as well and the runners themselves. Wow. That's really good. So that's so a big day. So you're really out and about in the community, yeah. representing the hospital, doing behind the scenes. You've got your radio show, visiting the patients, working involved with the care homes. You're yeah. very busy, Paul, aren't you? Very busy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's well, great. <laughs> well, it's been so interesting talking to somebody who is one of the heroes of hospital radio and the volunteers, because it is so important for people in hospital. Music can lift your spirits no end. And putting those two things together, 
and it's run by volunteers, I think is just incredible. So give your halo a little rub. Definitely. That's it. Exactly. Well, Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And it's been lovely hearing about how hospital radio works, some of the stories of the people you've met and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. Take care. And you. I hope you have enjoyed the conversation. Don't forget, if you have a story you would like to tell, please get in touch. My email address is allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com and thank you for listening.